Show me the money. The Aging Workforce Forum Editions. New Zealand is aging. How prepared are we? Can I please uh, welcome uh, Professor Paul Smoonley to the, to the stand. Thank you. Um, kia ora tata katoa, namihi namihi nui. Just to give you some, uh, a bit of a background, because I think many of us know what's happening, but I want to, to give it some shape. And uh, the bad news, and this is the health warning, is there are quite a few statistics here. Can I begin by just acknowledging that we're going through, in the second decade of the 21st century, one of those moments in human history, particularly in a history like uh, our country, where the shift is so significant, it is going to completely change the landscape. The last time that this really happened was in the post-war years when we saw the baby boomers. And they were a, a great benefit to New Zealand in many ways, and that expansion of the education system, uh, the entry into the workforce, and, uh, and recently their... Um, their uh, participation at high levels in New Zealand, guiding and, and directing this country. And it's one of those moments that we're seeing now, and it's going to track on through into the, into the second decade of the uh, 21st century. Um, this is a bit of a word map that uh, we use to talk about the issues. I'm not actually going to spend much time on it here, but I do want to say something, and that is that the, the 65... Let's take 65 as the arbitrary date, year... Uh, that, that the people that we're seeing arriving at the age of 65 now are the healthiest, wealthiest and most active we've ever seen. So they are breaking the mould. They are acting quite differently to any previous 60-plus generations. And we've got to rethink that. And one of the challenges, I think, for all of us is how good are our paradigms? How good are our policies? How good are our organisations at reacting to that? And just to reinforce the, the, the trend that we're seeing, it took 30 years to double the, the um, New Zealanders aged over 65. It is going to take about 16 years to double them again. And so we're tracking very fast to that 1 million plus over 65s. But it's not simply volume, it is also longevity. And that's the other thing we, we need to take into account. So one of the fastest growing cohorts in New Zealand are what we call the old, old, the 85 pluses. And you can see there, if the over 65s are going to double, the over 85s are going to more than double. So we need to understand the longevity of the New Zealand population. Now we can then begin to unpack that a little bit, and we could use a variety of ways of doing that. Um, we could have talked about dependency ratios, we could have talked about exit and entry in terms of the workforce. I've actually chosen one here which is just a ratio between the 0 to 14s and the 65 plus. I've chosen Auckland, bad example because Auckland is actually quite a young population uh, overall compared to the rest of New Zealand. Um, but what, what this tells you is that uh, the um, 0 to 14, 0 to 14 population will gain parity with the over 65s quite soon. Now that's an Auckland story, and nearly everywhere else in New Zealand we are hitting a ratio where the over 65s are larger than the 0 to 14s. Taranaki hit that last year, Hawke's Bay will hit it next year, the west coast of the South Island, uh, Thames, there's a whole series of um, towns and regions in New Zealand 
where the only growth will be in the over 65s, and those over 65s will outnumber the 0 to 14s. There are sub-stories within this, and the one that uh, I just want to point you to is that the, at the moment, the people who are reaching 65 are largely um, European or Pākehā, and you can see here I've given you the over 65 and the under 65 figures, and you can see the dominance of that European Pākehā population. It will change over time, and of course what's happening is we're, uh, some of those other populations, both Māori and Pacifica, have um, above replacement rate fertility. Uh, Pākehā is heading to sub-replacement uh, fertility, which means we're not going to um, replicate ourselves in terms of birth, uh, the number of fertility rates. Um, and then the Asian population is the fastest growing, but of course it is, three quarters of it is provided by immigrants. So there's a quite different story that's emerged there. Um, the next one is the, is the regional story that I just alluded to. Basically, two-thirds of our territorial authorities are now flatlining in terms of population. They are not growing. A number of those are in decline. Kawara, Wairua are in decline. They're losing population. What you're seeing is the proportion of that population that is over the 65 is growing. And it's one of those policy issues that we do need to think about. But uh, the, the point that you should take from the map here is that on the right, the red areas indicate parts of the country where the over 65 population constitutes 30% or more. So for most of the last century, the over 65s would make up about 12-14% of a population. It's going to double and then keep increasing for parts of New Zealand. That brings us to the um, uh, issue of engagement in the workforce. And here the labour force participation rate, and New Zealand is a very interesting story, and it's quite a different story to many other countries, and I'll come to the international comparisons in a moment. But the participation rate is high and expected to grow much higher. Now I've used the, the Statistics New Zealand expectation for 2038, and as you can see they provide a very broad band, uh, 19 to 31%, that covers off the low, medium and high growth projections. We should assume the medium to high projections, so we should expect the labour force participation to head towards 30%. And then that means that the over 65s will make up somewhere between 9 and 13% of the workforce. And what that looks like in terms of a graph, and I'm, this might be a little small, but this is the 2015 and the 2038 population profiles. The lighter colour is the uh, population that is in the paid workforce. Um, the darker colour is the, are those who are not uh, in paid work. And what you see there is the profile. And it would have been starker if we'd taken a, a population profile of the 1960s, 1970s. When you had a classic pyramid shape, what you're seeing is the bulge of the, um, the baby boomers coming through and bulking up the older age groups, and then in 2038 you can see the dominance of the over 65s as a proportion of our population. Uh, it, it is rather indelicately called the casket or coffin shape. We probably need to find another way of describing that. Um, but it, there are two things. One is that that population now becomes dominant. We've never ever in human history had this situation before. 
This is completely new territory. And then, of course, the numbers who are um, participating in paid work will continue to rise. And um, uh, we come to the participation rates in terms of the OECD. In most countries, you can see there, I've picked uh, the UK and Australia, um, around that 9 to 12%. Uh, but we're right up there at 20, over 20% uh, in the paid workforce for those who are over aged over 65. I've picked out the comparison with Japan for a very good reason. In the OECD, there are two countries that are very advanced in terms of ageing populations. And I'm talking stru structural ageing. So the structure of the population has changed dramatically. And those are Japan and Germany. Uh, Japan is experiencing very significant skill and labour shortages because it doesn't want to engage in, in immigration. So Japan is one of those classic uh, countries which is trying to find new ways of maintaining an adequate workforce. And one of those, of course, is to encourage older Japanese to stay on into the workforce. Now, we're not in that category. If we've got a spectrum in the OECD and Japan and Germany at one end of it, we are at the other end. We've still got a replacement level fertility uh, in terms, which is 2.1, by the way, if people don't know, 2.1 births. Australia's at 1.7. Um, uh, uh, Southern Europe's down at 1.2. Uh, China is down at 1, by the way. Um, so they're below replacement fertility rates. And then we, we and other countries maintain the, the workforce by immigration. And if you wondered last year why a conservative like Angela Merkel would have invited a million Syrian refugees into the country, we had a briefing in Mexico by the federal minister. Yes, there was a humanitarian reason. It's about workforce recruitment. And so countries are beginning to look at strategies because behind the baby boomers, the cohorts decrease. And so one of the big questions is, where do we get our workforce from? Uh, we've been doing repeat surveys in the, what's called the Northwest Business Sector, which is Rodney, uh, North Shore, and Waitakere. Um, the results that we found, uh, employers are still reluctant to consider older workers and immigrants and school leavers. And by the way, um, they, uh, quite often it is in that, in that order. So to follow on from the previous uh, speaker, we need a different mindset in terms of employer attitudes. Yes, there are positives, and you can see some of the positives there, but the others are the, uh, the those are the two key, two key negatives. And the, and the Guardian had a very interesting seminar last year, which I would encourage you to go and have a look online. How can older people's skills be valued after life's, life's rush hour? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very interesting seminar. One of the things that is in favour of older worker engagement is that four out of five of us are in the service sector, and many of the jobs that in the past would have required a lot of manual work and a lot of strength are no longer in the workforce. And I think you've probably seen the, the, the um, reports that anticipate that somewhere between 40 and 50% of the jobs uh, that we currently see in, the, in, in, a, in a economy like New Zealand would have disappeared in the future. So we, we're seeing a shift in the workforce and where people work, and I do think it provides new opportunities for older workers. Can I finish? 
the key population trends, obviously we're seeing the baby boomers coming through and into the older age groups. Very significant part in New Zealand's past and future. Uh, behind them, the cohorts are smaller, so one of the key questions for all of us in New Zealand is where do we get our workers from? Immigration is now a very significant contributor to both our workforce growth, or maintaining that workforce, and population growth. Two-thirds of the population growth in this town, 45,000 people last year, came from immigration. And it is a very different story depending upon which bit of New Zealand you are in. So this is the town where there are the largest number of older people and older workers, but in many other parts of New Zealand, the older people, the older communities, dominate the population. This is new territory for us. It's a very interesting challenge. We need to get our heads around it, and we need to develop new approaches, new paradigms, new policies. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Show Me The Money. Produced by the Commission for Financial Capability, helping Kiwis build wealthy lives.